Hey guys, I'm Ashley Graham, and this is Pretty Big Deal. All right, as always, this episode is sponsored by my go-to for all things makeup, Revlon. Every episode, I'm gonna be having in-depth and personal conversations with some of my favorite people on how they walk the walk of self-talk. We'll find out about their Pretty Big Deal moment. Absolutely nothing is off limits, so get ready. I am so pumped because today we are talking to Kelly Rowland. So you might have heard of her from this like little band, this little group called Destiny's Child. They've just, you know, sold a hundred million records. She's amazing. She's also very nice. You know, I'm so like, I'm in love with nice girls. She's a mommy, she's pregnant. She's making us lifetime movies in quarantine. She's got all the things happening and her smile is radiant. I can't wait to talk to her. It's Pretty Big Deal with Kelly Rowland. You look so pretty. How are you? How's the baby? Oh my gosh, Kelly. <laughs> I am a mom. I know. And by the way, you are gushing, gushing, gushing. I'm obsessed. Isn't it the best thing in the world? Honestly, it's the most beautiful, rewarding, stressful. <laughs> amazing. Like it's all of these things at one time, but I love it. I love my baby. I know. So wait, Titan six, right? He'll be six next week. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And new baby, you're pregnant. I'm pregnant. Oh my gosh. This is so exciting. And you just told everybody that you're pregnant on the cover of woman's health. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my, your body is fierce. How are you feeling? I feel good. You know, this one is definitely different than the last one. I mm -hmm. didn't know I would be so tired those first three months. Mm. I was exhausted. Like, I laid in the bed. I didn't do that with Titan at all. Like, I was just chilling and was like, you know, out and exercising and having fun and still working and doing this. This, this one laid me out. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for this energy. Lord have mercy. So we gonna see what happens for sure. Wait, so uh, you don't have to say yes or no, but that just makes me feel like it's probably a girl then. Oh, girl, we'll see. That's we we will see because everybody keeps telling me the same thing. They're like, well, you know, what? Oh, so wait, that means that you don't, you really truly don't know the sex. Him knows. You don't know, but your husband knows. Yeah. We tried that the first one, and the, the first are we with Titan. And it didn't work. I was like, no, I want to know what it is. But now Tim knows and I don't know. How does he not say like, oh, he or she or like, how does he not slip up? Because he's a G. And he, I think he kind of does it too because he just wants to mess with me. <laughs> ooh, ooh, yeah. Because how long have you guys been married now? We've been married for is it six years now. Okay, so you guys know each other. You know, you're like your buttons and you know how to get each other. I know what this one he's trying to fuck with me. So it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> so how is this pregnancy different just besides the energy? Because I know, I mean, I've only been pregnant once and I just had Isaac nine months ago. And it's it was like a whirlwind of emotions, experiences for me. Like the beginning, I really hated it. In the middle, I was like, it got even worse because I wasn't in control of my body anymore. But I feel like I've always been very aware of my body and now there's an alien taking over. And then in my third trimester, I was like, 
I'm fancy. I'm big. I got this belt. Like, and then, and I actually had a ton of energy in my last trimester. Did you? And going into the, the second trimester, I was like, oh, I think I'm finding a stride. But now I'm tired again. <laughs> I'm tired again. I'm like, what is going on? And then if I didn't have this makeup on down here, under here, like my face is start, starting. To You're having fall. a girl. You're having a girl for so sure. I'm like, what in the world is going on? So my face is starting to this color. I'm tired. It's just. Like yesterday I, I worked out, but I was so slow. I was so slow doing every single movement. And Rebecca, my trainer, she was like, it's all right. Let's just, let's just, you know, pummel through it. I was like, okay, let's, let's go. I'm tired. I'm so tired. So. <laughs> okay. So it's really just exhaustion. Yeah. I'm trying to find, like, I found my cuter clothes. I like this time I was like, I want to be like, I want to feel sexy. The first time I just felt not myself. You know what I mean? Mm, And and mm -hmm. then afterwards, I felt like I continued to just kind of lose some of that, which was like, you know, I call it the mojo. You know what I mean? Mm, My my mm. mojo just started to do something else. And then my mojo was like, no, sit down. So this time I was take a seat. Yeah. This time I wanted to like have my cute little clothes on and dress up and yeah, so I'm doing that to try to keep it going because, you know, you don't know what's going to happen afterwards. Now, knowing what you know about labor and delivery, what are your thoughts going into to round two? I think this time around, I want to do the same thing. I have an amazing doula who helped me out the first time. And uh, she's going to be with me again this time, hopefully, you know, with everything COVID. happening. COVID and hospital and everything. So I'm hoping that she's going to be in there with me, but she kept me so calm. And like mm. before I got in the room, she, we still did exercises and breathing exercises and visualizing the baby. And I remember my sister was like, you know, when you feel the contraction, you just imagine the baby pushing its way to get out and you're trying to breathe to help the baby get out. Like it was actually like a really great exercise. So whenever contraction came on, I was like, okay, I'm just trying to help you get out, baby. It's me and you, we're a team. We, so that part was a breeze. Oh my God. I love that. I was doing affirmations, like speaking out loud to, to my baby too. And it's, it's all about the visualizing the baby, just like coming through the canal and knowing that like your body is made for this. Yes. I love doulas so I, I do too. I, I think they're like a gift to this earth because I have to be honest, like Tim fought me the whole time on the doula. Like we don't need no doula. Like he's <laughs> such a guy talking about, I got this. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna guide you the whole. Oh, really? You got this? <laughs> exactly. I got you. I got you. As soon as I just did the, the slightest whimper, he was like, "Oh, baby, I, I just give me five minutes." <laughs> he couldn't, he couldn't take me going through pain. So when Lori came in and she just like made everything easy. And just like, you know, had little fake candles in there with the little lights and the lavender and this and that. I was chilling. (laughs) And so was he in the hallway. I feel you. I feel like after labor, I I was like, oh, this is why women do this and men don't. Because y'all can't handle this at all. I started screaming out loud, I need help. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, the pain. But Justin was just like, I think that he he looked at me and he was just kind of like, I don't I don't know what to do. So then that's when he started texting the midwives and the doulas and because they just they don't know how to help. They don't. They don't. And I, I and they poor guys, they feel really helpless. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know. But <laughs> that's why our bodies were made for this and theirs were not. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I have to take a quick moment to say thank you to my friends at Revlon and my glam team for today's look. So this time around, I am rocking the Toast of New York lipstick, which is this kind of roasted berry on my mouth. And I have to say that it really enhances the shape of my lips. And then I've got this gorgeous hue of purple silver on my eyelids, and Katie actually brought it up to my eyebrow. It's beautiful. We didn't add any more mascara, I just kept what I have on. So a little tip that my makeup artist Katie Jane told me about was to press the lip color on lightly for a stained look. And as always, we use my Tropical Vibes palette. I know I always tell you about this, but it's just so versatile. It's got a bronzer, a highlighter, and two eyeshadow palettes. Two eyeshadow palettes means four eyeshadow colors. So trust me, you'll be able to wear this all year round. No matter how we mix and match, it always winds up looking so fierce. Live boldly with Revlon. So I have the song, I'm going crazy. Crazy for anything, going crazy for you. I just put my own little spin on that. <laughs> oh, you know who got me hyped too was Tina Knowles in her. <laughs> First of all, I love her so much because when I've always like just needed an extra boost or extra bit of strength or extra bit of anything, she is always there. Mm. And with uh, the record, I sent it to her early. She was like, baby, this is great. <laughs> I said, thank you, mom. She said, no, 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 this is a great record. And I said, well, I think so. She was like, no, 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 but I think so too. Oh, mm-hmm. and then she, then I called her a couple of nights ago before she posted it and I didn't know she was doing it. So I, I'm, she, I guess she's in between the filming and she's clapping her hands and like, yes. and I was like, uh-huh. what are you doing? She's like, I'm doing a video to yourself. <laughs> and all I can do is holler. I was like, okay, I'm gonna let you do your thing. <laughs> but it's just, it's just, I love my mama T so much. She is, uh, you could tell that she just is like such a great support system for for everybody that is in her inner circle and that that she loves so deeply. I I love her Instagram so much. (laughs) Um, I can't get crazy out of my head. Coffee is so good. Thank you. Did you write these songs because this is what's happening in your life right now or when you wrote them, was this what was the inspiration? So coffee came about at a time where it was just really about feeling like sensuality again. You know what I mean? Like I was saying mm-hmm. earlier and coffee made me tap into that. And um, thank God for Sid from the internet because she is just so effortless with it. I absolutely love her. She's so incredibly beyond talented and Cosign who produced the record and he, he played the record for me and I absolutely loved it. And um, then when it came to crazy, Crazy came about through actually my management. They sent me the song, and next thing I knew, I was like, I need to record this tomorrow. <laughs> like, this is, <laughs> I, I really want to record it like immediately. And that's exactly what I did. But come to find out, 
a friend of mine, a close friend of mine wrote the song, uh, Tehran and uh, Ricky Reed. I'd never worked with Ricky Reed before. And he's so talented and has such a great ear. And what he tapped into with this whole disco vibe and, you know, with the kind of quick lipped melody that came over it, it just worked. And I was like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta do this. So it was really easy and it was so much fun to actually perform a song in the studio. So yeah. I, I added it to my cue like within like the first 45 seconds. I was like, oh yeah, no, this is a this is a part of my hype. I have this one section on my Spotify called Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so coffee and crazy are in my yes oh, section right that. now. Thank you, Ashley. As far as this album goes, like what are fans going to expect out of this? I think they're going to be really surprised because the sound is, even what they've heard so far is so different from what they're going to hear and have ever mm. heard from me, which really makes me excited because... I concur. I concur. <laughs> I just feel like, like I felt like dancing. You know what I mean? And I feel like right now we need a release. You know what I mean? Mm. Everything that's going on in this country, we just really need a release. And I'm hoping that we can be able to put on records that really make us feel something and feel alive and feel happy and get out of this, out of this COVID shit. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? I know. It's a lot. I do. I feel you. It is. It's a lot. And that's why I feel like people have always gravitated towards the entertainment industry to really just take us out of dark moments, whether it's personal or whether it's worldwide, like this pandemic. So this, I think, from my perspective, just listening to Crazy and Coffee, that will take you out of your funk. And even if you're just taking me out of my funk for an hour, that's sometimes all I need. So thank you for taking me out of my funk. But, you know, you've been in the industry for so long. At this point, like, what is really exciting you when it comes to female artists and and the music industry right now and the current landscape? Oh, my gosh. There's so many things that excite me from authenticity. Like, when you can Mm. see what these artists are singing about, it's just, like, real. And you just want to sit them down and say, oh, girl, tell me all about it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Saying it in, in the song is one thing, but I love to hear the actual stories and hear how the song came about and if it was like personal experience and stuff like that. And I feel like sometimes when Lizzo is singing, who else do I love? I love her. I love her. I cannot stop playing Damage. Upstairs. Oh. Like it, I literally play it all day. I think she has at least 5,000 streams just because... <laughs> <laughs> on repeat. I literally do like the little one. I have it on Titleist on the one. So it's like, yeah, repeat this one song. So it's been repeating for the past three days. Hey, Lizzo, you heard that girl? <laughs> so, um, I love Lizzo. I, I love, love Lizzo. Lizzo. I love her. I love Well, you even defended WAP when it came out. What exactly, what happened? I know that there was a lot of people talking about that because from my perspective, when WAP came out, and tell me what you were thinking, because I post naked photos, like, all the time on Instagram. Like, I'm just like, I show myself. I love, I love it. By the way, I get nervous to post naked photos. I have one that I want to post so bad, but I'm like, oh, I can't do it. You can do it. And are you pregnant? Are you pregnant in it? Yes. I took oh. My husband took it and I'm like, I really want to post this photo. Because that's the caption. That's the caption. My husband took this photo. (laughs) 
I feel like somebody's gonna be like, sit down, Kelly. You know what though? That's the haters. They do come at you and they say, sit down. Yes. And and it's ridiculous. And I feel like. You know, there's all these porn Instagrams all over, and they don't shut those down. But when like one little nip slip happens, Instagram wants to shut down your whole post, and I think that that's ridiculous. Yes. But back to music and WAP, it's so funny because like I feel like in so many ways I'm a feminist. I'm all for like women speaking their mind and being who they are, and I will post you know titties, ass, and all that stuff all the time. But when WAP came out and I heard wet ass pussy, I was like. <gasps> <laughs> And like a chill went up my spine. And I was like, she, she said pussy. <laughs> and I feel like I've been programmed by society and 100% double standard here, programmed by society that like women aren't supposed to say pussy. But when I hear a man say pussy, like in a rap song, it's, it's okay. Mm -hmm. But then I had to check myself. Yep. It was very funny. I was in Nebraska. I was uh, getting a, a coffee at McDonald's and I was like in McDonald's on like wet ass pussy. And I was like, oh, my God. But is did you have to think about that when you heard that? Or is, is it just me reprogramming my own mind? No, it's so funny because my sister Angie, she <laughs> she's so cute. She, she's like, <gasps> whenever if we're on the phone call, I'm like, and it was pussy, and she's like, oh, "Did you just say that word?" And I was like, "Yes." Was that not supposed to? And she's just like, "Well, no, you're you're grown. You can, you know." She was like, "Oh, I just need to, I just need to say it." And so, literally for her birthday, I said, "Come on, and you just say it." <laughs> and so I literally sat there and I said, "Say it, say pussy, say it," and she goes. <laughs> just literally was like it was tickling like her lip. So she finally says it. She just like burst out laughing. But I was like, "What?" But you're right. It is society. It's like how come we can't take that work back? I mean, it's I have one. I was like, it's ours. So yes, yes, yes. And I mean, you think about. I mean, the first thing you think about is just you know, kitty cat. <laughs> no, it's not. No, one it's not. Of, one of the many things I think about is when Beyonce sang "Hello, Little Kitty Cat." Then I think about pussy, <laughs> and when I think about a pussy, right. I don't think about a kitty cat. <laughs> right? No, it's true. That's true. That's true. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> but I do think that it's important, and and I'm and I think it's important that we are constantly defending women when backlash happens. So I was reading about how when, you know, you've been in the industry for so long and how it was hard for you in the beginning because you were dealing with a lot of your own negative self-talk. And I thought that was really interesting to read because when you guys were Destiny's Child, you did, it wasn't the same as it is now. Like you couldn't really come out and say, I, I'm not saying that you have any of these things, but like I have depression, I have anxiety, I don't like myself. And now today you can do that. Um, in fact, it's even praised that people get real and honest about the issues that they're going through. But then when you were going through it, how did you get past that? Not having social media the way that we do or hearing celebrities talk about it the way that we do today. Thank God for my support system. I will definitely say that because I feel like 
I could be honest with them. You know what I mean about how I was feeling? And they could feel it. You know what I mean? But it sucked to feel like you were going through it alone, you know, in that time, especially when it's like everyone's watching and they're being incredibly, incredibly judgmental. You know what Mm. I mean? Judgmental over every single thing it is you say or do or move or where you go or this or that. So that was definitely tough for a minute. But I was Mm. happy that I had a really great support system because if I didn't have Mm. them, I don't know what I would do for sure. Mm. It's so important. And for someone to see you even bigger or in a better space than you see yourself in the time that you are going through it is so incredibly important because, you know, I think this industry will allow you to be, if you allow it to be towards you, just nasty. Mm. Really, really nasty. And I I love the fact that Cardi bites back at people. And on one hand, I'm like, don't say nothing. They don't even deserve. They don't even deserve it. You know what I mean? Because some people, they don't deserve a bite back. They really don't because it's just extra attention. And I feel like when they're either leaving comments or starting some stuff up on media or whatever it may be, it's just like, I'm I'm not going to say anything to you because I think you need attention. And that ain't got nothing to do with me. But that's it the somewhere else or i just simply do the swipe on my instagram and be like <laughs> you know what i mean oh i love blocking i love oh, blocking. it's nothing more cathartic than blocking i love it mm. Mm. and i feel like i mean <laughs> blocking releases endorphins yes i would say so <laughs> I feel like also you're older and and I think probably wiser because it all comes with age. But is it just this has brought a new perspective for you now where you are with your music? I was just talking to my mama T about this the other day because somebody was saying something and I really, really wanted to say something back. I really did. I really did. (laughs) And so she said, no, baby, it's not worth saying anything. I just need you to be quiet at this point. Yada, yada, yada. I said, okay. Mm. And I said, I'm happy I didn't say this on the phone with her because I, I don't like to curse on the phone with my mama T or just around her, period. But when I got the phone, I said, I'm fucking tired of being nice. <laughs> mm. I literally was like, because I feel like, you know, coming up in D.C., like we were always so kind to people. And yeah, yeah. And they were just like saying like the most crazy things. And, you know, it like really kind of graduated into like solo life and I'm like yeah yeah just roll it off my back and I'm like you just you Mm. can't I don't know I I just felt like I always had to be nice and I'm just like I'm not gonna be nice anymore and I'm gonna be honest if you say something sideways in me I'm gonna tell you you said something sideways period or I don't like the way that sounds so don't say that around me whatever it might be and I, I say it but it's in such a nice way and I admire Solange so much because she'll like look at somebody crazy and they might just walk away. <laughs> like it's it's just Oh look that look, that look, that that's the <laughs> one you perfected it. <laughs> yes. So it's eyebrows a little raised. Yes. You know, yes. deadpan. Yes. Just a little. Yes. And I I feel like like and that's one of the things I love about you so much. You'll be like, uh, you'll check somebody quick. It'll take But that's what we have to, you know, this is the generation that I I think is amazing because you do, people set the other one straight. This is why I I, I think that 
in the beginning of my career, and I'm sure that you probably got this advice too, is stay positive. And it was always come from the happy place, come from the positive place. Don't ever really say what, you know, the truth is or how you're really feeling in the moment. Like always spin it in a good way. Did you get that advice? Oh, yeah. And I'm, by the way, and I'm happy that I did because it, uh, it did allow me to always see the positive of things. But sometimes people just need to be checked and just they need to know, like, don't ever come at me like that, ever. And I, I said it like before at BeautyCon, I, I said, you know, if you cross me good enough, it's like you never existed. I'm very good at that. Mm, that's a Scorpio in me too. What's <laughs> in I'm just an Aquarian. But yeah, but maybe it's the Titan part of me because Titan is a Scorpio for sure. But Oh, that's right. Because he's a little November baby. Oh, he's, well, he's, speaking of Titan, I think it's amazing because you've created affirmations with him. I don't know if you know this, but like I am really big with affirmations. Like this is something that, you know, got me through dark times with my body as it was changing in my late teens and with my career and things like that. But what was that moment for you that you realized that affirmations and in a daily routine were important? I've been doing it for years now. The first time I was I didn't have a record label back me. I remember thinking, well, what value do I bring to the table? And mm. I remember talking to a friend of mine and he was like, why, why would you say that? Like if a label doesn't back you, like you feel like you have no worth. I was like, well, it just, I, I just remembered at that time, like just being signed and then doing this and doing that and, you know, putting out records and all of these different things. And so he was like, this is a really great moment for you to start to find your own way and not have anybody tell you what you should do or, you know what I mean? So I started giving myself like these affirmations, like, of course, I am worthy. I am smart. I am talented. I am so all these different things. And I would write them on my mirror in my bathroom in Miami. This is when I lived in Miami. And the more I did that, Funny enough, the more things actually started to come into my space, opportunities, mm. great sessions, people who just wanted to work with me. You know what I mean? It, it's just so crazy how you can allow something to dictate how you feel about yourself and even your surroundings if you let it and you'll forget your words. And mm. I was just like, I, I'm not doing it. I can't do that. You know what I mean? So it literally like I I bounced up so quick in my and I I changed everything around me. I'll definitely say I was a part of changing things around me because I believe that I was great. Wow, that's key. I believe that I was great. Yeah, I believe that I was great. And I believe that I was destined for more greatness. I don't think God gives us all these ideas and things in our heart and soul to just keep them here. I don't I don't think that it just belongs here. Supposed mm. to come out in some sort of way. You're creative being. You're, I'm like, you're creative. You're smart. You're this. You're that. I'm, I'm just telling myself this every day. And the more I did it, the more things started to come about, and the more things started to change in my life. And with Titan, every day we tell him, tell tell me who you are. I'm a smart black boy. Okay. And what else? I am. He says I am one. He loves to tell himself he's wonderful. I'm like. 
okay, yes, you, yes, you are. Yes, you are wonderful. He says, I'm a great thinker and my superpower is learning and I'm handsome and I'm strong. Like he's saying all these things because I just keep thinking about the world that we live in now and how for black and brown boys, the world would try to tell them what their worth is. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not going to tell my baby who he is. <laughs> it's not going to tell my baby who he is. Um, I'd like for him to know that from home first. And me and his daddy tell him how amazing he is every day. And when when he does something, and it's so funny because we're also not those parents where it's like he brings you his work that he's completed today. And it's like, oh, my God, this is great. You could have worked harder. I know you could have. You know what I mean? Yes. And I'm very proud of you because you know what? You did great and you tried and you did your, and he's like, my best. I was like, yes, you did your best. But on this one, did you do your best? He's like, no. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so we try to have this balance with him and it seems to be working. It seems to be working. So. Hey everyone, Ashley Graham here. And I just want to take a moment to tell you about a product I love. I feel like winter is here already and it's getting a little colder outside and we're getting less and less sun every day. And this is why it's so important to keep your skin hydrated and moisturized. Flamingo makes a body moisturizing product which includes a deep nourishing cream. It includes shea butter for hydration plus this white willow bark and papaya extract. What are you waiting for? Give your skin the TLC it needs with Flamingo's body moisturizing suite. Find it on shopflamingo.com. I mean, just being a new mom, I think I need as much advice as possible and also bringing a little brown boy into the world. I mean, I just, I need all the advice. Yes. No, honestly, I asked everybody questions. I, before Titan got here, I remember asking so many different mothers the best piece of advice they feel they've gotten. And I also asked them what has worked for you in motherhood thus far. Okay, please drop some gems for me and everybody listening because <laughs> we all need them, especially me. I'm like salivating, please. Um, one was, which was a really good one. She said that when her son actually wanted to like start playing the trombone or horn or something like that, he came to her and he was like, her son was like, oh my God, I really want to play the horn and I promise you I'm going to get it right and yada, yada, yada. She got on the horn, but she told him, if I get you this horn, whether you like it or not, I'm going to, basically she said, you, you have to like learn it, period. You know, you can't take No, yeah, like you can't leave this, exactly. you can't get out of you this. You started, you have to finish it. So sure enough, halfway through the school year, he's like, I don't want to play it. He threw it across the room. She picked it up, got it fixed and was like, here you go. And the money to fix it came out of your allowance. <laughs> it was just the full responsibility. And he said he did learn how to play it. Does he know how to play it to this day? No, but he was so happy that his mom made him see it the whole way through. That was one. And then someone else told me that a, a guy actually said, because I was on the phone with him. He was on the phone with his mom and I asked her to ask the same question. We were in the studio. And so I said, what's the best mom advice you can give me? She said, oh, she was like, I would tell them how great they are every day. She said, because the, re the world will try to tell them who they are when they get out there. So mm. I thought that was great advice. Mm. It's like, it's simple things that you think 
you might even already be doing. But if you don't actually do it, yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And somebody told me they said uh, quality, because I always talk about like, I mean, as you know, like when we're working, mm -hmm. we're working All in. and it brings us life and it makes us feel good. And with working, sometimes I feel super, super guilty. With the Christmas movie that I just did with Lifetime, it took me away from Titan and Tim for five weeks. So oh, they missed five weeks of my belly growing, of everything. And right before I left, oh. I told Titan that I was pregnant. And then I was telling him that I was leaving. So I had all this guilt. But this one mom said, no, it's important for him to see you working. It's important for him mm -hmm. doing things that you love, that bring you joy. And, and him, for him, to, like he's, he's helped me sit down and edit the movie. That's what's really awesome. Oh. I'm like, do you like this part or this part? And he's like, well, I like this part. And that's I'll say, tell me why. So he's, you know, getting that. So he's working with me. And somebody told me to bring them in in my work because then they understand your space. And I watched B do it all the time with her. Yeah. Such an exceptional mother. So I learned a lot from her. I learned a lot from Solange. Solange is such a great mother. Um, um, Mama T, such a great mother. Sierra, such a great mother. La, such a great mother. I feel like I'm surrounded by these incredible women who constantly feed me when they don't even know that they are. I just watch them. It's nothing that mm. they say. They, they just give me so much life and I, I love them for it, for sure. I just get chills thinking about like bringing Isaac to work with me, just, you know, bringing that aspect of of love and work together i think it's very important for young people to see it's like when you did brown skin girl it's like a your tribe there you guys are what did what did that mean to you doing that song and and being a part of black is king oh my gosh uh one when i heard brown skin girl i actually cried because i was like hmm. oh my god i need, i wish i would have heard that when I was that small, I think that when you're little and, you know, I remember going to a all black school in Atlanta when my mom, I mean, that's where I was born and Eastlake Elementary School. And I saw kids that looked like me. Then my mom's job moved her to Texas. And then I was in a school where there were only three other, two other black kids in the school. Mm -hmm. So I had these moments where I was like, where am I? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I didn't yes. see anybody that looked like me. And there was teachers who definitely treated me different. So it was just, it was, it was just having that identity, but knowing my worth and who I am and being proud of being a, a brown skinned girl. And between my mom telling me and then my mama T telling me, and then seeing all this black art all over my mama T's house and seeing my face mm -hmm. reflected in a space where I lived and dwelled it just, it really fed me. So I'm truly grateful for that, for sure. And that just even goes into the work that you're doing now. I, how how do you feel represented today versus 15 years ago? Oh my, oh my gosh. I mean, besides the, the work that I do, I love watching women pour into their art to make sure other women see themselves. You know what mm. I mean? That's incredible from what... You know, B did with Black is King. I'm so incredibly proud of her for that. To how Salon just like don't don't touch my hair. You know what I mean? To <laughs> you know, to uh, Rihanna and what she's done with Fenty and the fact that everybody is included in this space of 
foundation. You know what I mean? So, and, and being able to look at something like that and then thinking 20 years ago, like the first time I went to Europe, I was pink child. I'm brown as can be. But when this makeup artist tried this darn color on me, I was the color of this shirt. I was pink because she didn't have my shade in her toolkit. So it's like, we've come a long way and we still have ways to go because I think it's not just about our brown girls. It's about all brown girls. You know what I mean? Who need Mm -hmm. those reflected on screen. And it's, it's really awesome to see shows like Lovecraft Country that show, um, of course, brown girls, but they're also showing these beautiful Asian girls and Middle Eastern, like Middle Eastern girls. Everybody needs to be able to see themselves reflected on television because that's the world that we live in. Whether whoever's watching it likes it or not, that's the world that we live in. And everybody different shades and sizes and it's just beautiful and we should all be celebrated. I love how passionate you get about it because it, it takes a village to change and it takes everybody's voice mm-hmm. to to really implement it. And I have to say, when I was watching Bad Hair on Hulu, it was just like, I mean, what a kooky horror film that like you can't look away. And it's not like a typical like story at all. No, no. That was probably a really fun project. It was. I'm I'm so I'm so grateful to Justin Simeon. I literally feel like I'm slightly bothering him right now because I'm like, I just want to text him and see what he's doing. I just want to tell him thank you. I just because I was so happy. Like one, like we shot it in twenty at the end of twenty eighteen, and um, I was so excited when I got the call because I was already a fan of Dear White People. And I love how beautiful his work was. And you can see on that set and the script and the cast and everything, how he pours everything into everybody. You know what I mean? And he wants us all to be reflected and represented so well in black culture and beauty and uh, colleges, HBC, every, everything, all of it. Yes. And yes. when I read the script, I was like, um, and like all I could think about was, my first experience with a relaxer to, um, you know, mm. growing up in the industry and how people were like trying to figure, like touching your hair, like trying to figure out what to do with it to growing up in the hair salon with Tina because she owned one. Mm-hmm. So it was so already so incredibly like tied into my life. I was like, I would be a fool to say no to this. This is perfect for me. I was so excited. <laughs> so I'm just so great. Well, anybody who hasn't watched it, I, I I recommend going and watching it. It's but obviously you're going and and becoming more of an actress because you've got your lifetime movie coming out, yeah. the sequel, Merry Merry Little yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Not duh, duh, right? <laughs> little, little. I mean, it's a play on words because the family that I belong to in the story, they are the littles, and it's the sweetest family. Last year when it aired, like it was my first. Uh, time executive producing a movie. So I was so nervous. And I just wanted to get everything right. I wanted to represent all of us well, uh, Black people well, and our culture well. And I just wanted to get it right, period, like I said. So it was fun. I went into it with fun. This year, I, I turned it up a notch. I was literally like behind the camera, in the wardrobe room, in the makeup chair. Like it was so fun. Fun. It was so fun. And 
you know, even with like the challenges that come with it, because everything's not going to be smooth sailing, like the challenges that came with being an executive producer, I still absolutely loved it. So, um, yeah, but it comes out November 28th, Merry Little Christmas Wedding. I'm so proud of this project. It's a, I love Christmas movies, you know, so. Um, well, who doesn't, especially a lifetime Christmas movie. And, and, you know, I feel like a lot of us will probably not be seeing as many family members during the holidays just be, due to COVID, unfortunately. Um, so I feel like, you know, lifetime movie will be on for sure. So this is definitely on, on my list. Are you guys doing anything different for the holidays because of COVID? I think it'll just be us and in my belly. I said I wanted to cook all day, but I, I don't know if that sounds realistic, right, Ashley? I don't know. I mean, you're popping when? When are you popping? January. Oh, yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. So I I, be fine. I don't want to cook Christmas dinner this year, though, because I tried oh. last year and it was an epic fail. Well, I don't cook. So whatever you made probably was way better than mine. But if we were going to do, but if like we were going to do like a Destiny's Child cook-off, who would win? Oh, who would win? Ooh, I'd say Michelle because Michelle can cook her butt off and she does not. She could throw down? Michelle, first of all, Michelle's like her, her banana pudding, her macaroni and cheese, Lord have mercy, is so good. What? Mm-hmm. I need to know. Michelle, yeah. call me. I need some mac and cheese. <laughs> Her macaroni oh. not to be dealt with at all. I also love that. What did you tell your son about Santa Claus? You said that Santa Claus is real, but he only gives one gift. Yes. How did that go? Can you explain this to me? Because, you know, I mean, I'm probably not going to explain this probably for at least four years, I'm guessing. How did this go? Well, because... You know, I just have this theory where I'm like, I, he can't get all of the love. Like, I worked my butt off and my husband worked my butt off, but he's gifts and he gonna get all, no, one great gift. Yeah, everything else is mommy. And, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and was he okay with that? Yes, he was. He was. Really? Yes, he hmm. was totally fine with hmm. it. He was really happy because I was like, Oh my God, this is the big one tied in. And he's like, ooh, he's like just busted in his little. <laughs> it's the next thing he's I know. So cute. Oh my God, I love my baby. But he opens the president. It's the one that he wanted. And he was just hype feel. It was a bike. He was like, well, I'll have to call you when I have to break it to Isaac that Santa Claus isn't real. <laughs> I'm not excited for that. Or the Tooth Fairy or the Easter Bunny or whatever. Well, um, but I can't. Wait, I have a tooth fairy story. Please tell me. Okay, so recently, of course, Titan lost his first tooth. So he lost the first tooth. And what ended up happening was our, our nanny was here. And she was like, Tim, you know, we know that Titan lost his tooth. So that night he puts his tooth under the pillow. He forgets that he put the tooth under the pillow. And um, our nanny says, oh, my gosh. The tooth fairy forgot to leave him some money. <laughs> so Tim goes, oh, yeah, she told me to give you this. Oh, no. <laughs> Did he pull a 20 out? Yeah, okay. <laughs> he felt really bad. So I get home. I'm like, wait, what? And so he's like, yeah. He said, um, I just, I don't know what happened. I was like, it's all right. It's all right. I said, well, you know, I said, if you forget, Titan, 
I was like, maybe I said, wait, where did you put the tooth? He was like, oh, it was right here. Come to find out he didn't put it under his pillow. I said, Titan, you did put it under your pillow. What are you thinking? You have to do that. So he goes, oh, okay. We put it in a cute little bag, put it under his pillow. <sighs> Girl, I wake up and literally, sorry, Rihanna, I used the Fenty golden bronzer <laughs> and trickled it from the window. <laughs> To, to throughout his bedroom and you see all this little fairy dust everywhere and I'm using a little brush or whatever to make a trail and I got it all over my darn sheets because that night he slept with us I was so mad and so I wrote a letter and put the fairy dust all over the letter and he was like oh, she came she came he was like oh like he told me showed me the trail and he thought it was the coolest thing I was like Phew. <sighs> That's when you get the mommy award. That's dedication. <laughs> it was fun. Well, I can't let you go without telling me what you're doing for the big bad 40 birthday. You're turning 40. Yes, but I'm gonna just have the baby at that time. What am I gonna do? I mean, I'm gonna. Yeah, that's true. I don't know what. But I'm you're not gonna like. I don't know. Did you? Are you gonna get yourself something? Are you gonna be like, I made it, and here's a piece of jewelry? So I do want to do that. I, I definitely want to do that. I already actually called Lorraine Schwartz about this. What are you getting? What are I, you getting? I don't know. I, I have an idea for something and she's going to... Something custom? Yeah, she's going to help me figure it out. So I said I wanted to get myself something really nice for my 40th birthday. Either uh, I said that, but I also wanted to do something... You know, if I'm if I'm turning 40, then there's like specifically like 40 black businesses that I could be able to yes. out or something like that. I just feel like... You know, it, it, it makes you think about what's really necessary right now. So I'm just, mm. you know, mm. I said, I understand that. They're like, but you still got to do something for yourself. I said, that is something for myself. You know what I mean? If someone else is something for yourself because it still feeds your soul. So maybe Tim will get me a Lorraine Schwartz present for my 40th and I can do something for someone else. I like the way you think, and I love your giving heart. I love your giving heart. Kelly, thank you so much for coming on Pretty Big Deal. You are my pretty big deal, and I I adore you. I've always looked up to you, and this is a very surreal moment for me having you on my podcast, so thank you so much. Thank you, and I'm sending you something that I remember you said, what do you have on? Oh, I, Kelly, I swear to God, I was talking about your scent with someone else. And I was like, and she's shady because she doesn't <laughs> share what she smells like. And this was years ago. And I'm still talking about this. Literally years ago. But I'm going to send it to you finally. <laughs> oh, my God. You just made my freaking day. Thank you so much. Kelly, I love you. Thank you. Love you back, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Kelly, so much for dropping by and just dropping all those gems for us. We appreciate you. Thank you for being so open. Um, congratulations on turning 40. Oh, my gosh. And thank you, everybody, for listening to Pretty Big Deal. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to rate and review. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Pretty Big Deal Pod, and on Twitter at Pretty Big Pod. 
Don't forget to share your pretty big deal moments with me on social media with the hashtag pretty big deal. 